Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Hey, Mark, did Elizabeth Warren just tell America that Pete Buttigieg is Batman with a wine cave? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. America telling America? I don't know if you told America because I don't think America was watching the debate. Did anybody even know that there was a Democratic debate last night? I stumbled. I was like, uh, so we're going on vacation. And what I did was I bought a Roku because we're going to be in hotels and we're going to be in my in-laws house. And I don't know how I don't know how technologically advanced these people are. And so um, what I did was I want to make sure my kids, you know, they could watch Christmas movies if they get bored. Or if, uh, you know, when people get drunk and start fighting, they could go watch some Disney Plus, you know, The Mandalorian, whatever. Uh, see something nonviolent for a change. And so I, I thought, you know, we, we should have the Roku. So we got the Roku, and I was setting it up yesterday, and I turned on the TV. It was like 8.30. Turned on the TV, and there's a debate. And I was like, oh, crikey, I totally forgot. So um, so I got some wine, and I watched a little bit of it. There's only – I'm going to be honest with you. It was the same old, same old. And we'll play some clips. We have some clips from Buttigieg and, 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 and Warren and Biden and Bernie and all the other – we've got them all. We've got them all. But I'm not going to waste your time. Nobody really cares. None of these people are really – I mean, none of these people are really going anywhere. couple things you might want to pinpoint and notice, but there was, there was one striking thing that they were all doing last night. And I don't know if they realized it. I don't know if it was a conscious choice, but I realized it immediately. As soon as it happened, I thought to myself, this, this is the number one reason why none of these people up there, not one of these individuals, should be president of the United States ever or really any country any country if any country out there is listening and i know we have a bunch of people on but we have like 300 people watching on facebook if you're calling from another country or if you're viewing us uh, from you know across the pond or wherever don't pick any of these people to lead your country because it's going to be it's going to be a huge cluster and like i said we'll get into that here in just a minute but first um first i want to talk a little bit about christmas because it's christmas time and as we pointed out this is our last uh, show before the holidays that's horrible me let me get some better music um that this is our first show before the holiday or last show before the holidays we'll be gone next week celebrating with our families and and things like that will and then of course the new year 2020 that's what we're really ramping up for I, I gotta get i gotta get arrested because 2020 every single day of the year is going to be just news galore it's going to be donald trump this and joe biden that and election this and probably still impeachment because they're they all left congress left yesterday they're gone, man. They were like, all right, we voted on impeachment. We have not yet picked the impeachment managers, and we haven't sent the articles of impeachment to the Senate. So let's leave for the rest of the year. Let's call it a day. Gavel it out, Nancy. And then uh, and then they all got on planes and they flew home. Uh, by the way, at your expense, I'd like to point out. And now they're done for the rest of the year. That means that the Senate will not be holding a trial. Donald Trump will not be acquitted. Um, probably they'll just cancel the whole damn thing, which is what Mitch McConnell saying he wants to do now, and which is he has the right to do if the Democrats are going to hold it up in the House of Representatives. And so, uh, and so, you know, it's the holidays. And, and that's basically where we are with impeachment. So 2020 is going to be 
all impeachment, all election, all Trump, and we're gearing up for it. We have two conventions we've got to attend. We've got to go to Milwaukee, and we've got to hang out in Wisconsin uh, for a week while the Democrats sit and choose whoever their candidate's going to be. Then we've got to fly to Charlotte, and we've got to go to Charlotte for a week and listen to all the Republicans and, and see Donald Trump uh, pick up the mantle once again and accept the nomination once again to be the Republican candidate for president, which is a historic event because he's now been impeached. This is this is a historic year. Never before. And I don't know if you did. This is this is going to be one of the most historic events ever. And it's happening in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's when uh, the, for the first time in history, a president who has been impeached by the House of Representatives actually gets nominated to run for president a second time. Never before happened. Probably, hopefully, will never happen again to another president, as Donald Trump has said. So this is going to be, I mean, it's going to be every every day there's going to be history made in 2020. And that's why we're really going to rest up so that we can dive full force into that. So we're going to, and, and we'll, I said, we'll get to the debate. We'll get to the latest with impeachment. We have a couple people online. And I did, uh, I did have something special I wanted to talk to the other Josh about. But first, Bobby's in Middleburg, and he wanted to call in. Hi, Bobby. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Oh, thanks for having me. Hey, I just wanted to call everybody in Middleburg. Really appreciate your show. You guys are fantastic and just keep on keeping on. Oh, Bobby, that's really appreciate. We appreciate everyone in Middleburg, too. Oh, it is just your show's fantastic. Well, we, we really enjoy it. Well, hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. And we should you know what? You should probably call our boss, actually. Anytime, anytime you, you're anytime you're calling in with, with any kind of comment about the show being fantastic or great or you enjoy it or, you know, more Mark, any of that. Uh, just to go right to um, Nick Figueredo is who you're going to want to ask for when you call the main line. 855-765-1045 is the number. All right, so I want to get this. Hold on. Where's the, the other Josh? Are you there? Hang on. I got to get, get you this thing. Hang on. because Talk to the people for one second. Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing? So the other Josh, oh. where did I put it? He's I in the corner of the room. Can you guys hear me? Rummaging through his Santa hay sack. Hang on. All right. So, no, I want to show people. Rudolph, this. get out of there. I want to show people this on the stream. We'll get back to politics in a minute, but we have to first we have to talk about presents. So the other Josh did something. By the way, I got you this. This is uh, this is my oh. homemade. This is Mark K's very merry limoncello. Oh, do you know what limoncello is? Kind of. It's an Italian lemon liqueur. Ooh. And uh, basically, it's alcohol, lemons, and sugar. But I made it. I you you have to like peel the lemons. You have to let it sit on the alcohol for. You made it. I made it. Whoa. I've been I went to Italy like right before my kids were born, and I and I got. I mean, I drank a lot of this. And I was talking to one of the guys. He's like, yeah, we just make it here. So I got the recipe. And for like 15 years, I've never made it. This year, I finally decided this was the year I was going to make it and give it out for Christmas. So here you are. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Mark. Homemade. With a ribbon. Yeah. If you get sick or you go blind or something, it's totally not my fault. And a custom label. Not. Maybe you can turn me into Spider-Man or something if it turns me. That'd be great. If it's radioactive. So, uh, but then the yeah. other Josh gave me something, too. And I wanted to show you this. This is, this is, there's good and bad in this gift. Because he gave me a bottle of wine. And it's good a, and great in that gift. The bottle of wine is actually called Josh. It's uh, Josh Cabernet. I made it. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Did you really? Yep, it's grape, water, and sugar. That's weird because it says blended and bottled by Joseph Carr. Oh, that's my wine pseudonym. Wine pseudonym. Oh, yep. good. Uh, anyway, so it says, but then what he did was he took a Sharpie and he wrote on the bottle, to Mark from Josh, Merry Christmas. And it's very creative and it's very festive. The problem being that now 
I cannot re-gift this to anyone because you've indelibly inked my name on the label. And that was entirely on purpose. Was that on purpose? Yeah, so when it goes right into your wine cave, yeah. I want you to always see <laughs> my name right there. Wait a minute, is this one of those $900 bottles of wine that Pete Buttigieg was serving in his wine cave? I mean, I make it rain sometimes, Mark. No, I appreciate that. And it's funny because every now and then what happens is we'll get wine. Like already, I think I've, today I've gotten three bottles of wine from three different people. Wow. And I'll go home and my wife will say something like, Oh, we, I totally forgot the mailman or, oh, you know what? We're going to this party tomorrow. We need a bottle of wine. And typically what I do is I just grab a bottle from whatever's been gifted to me because mm-hmm. it's handy. Can't grab this bottle though because it says clearly to Mark. That's custom made from Josh. Yeah. That's why, that's really smart actually that you do that. It's like that time you tried to give me the Brian Kilmeade book that was signed to Mark <laughs> from Brian Kilmeade. Right. That was not totally, that was yeah. totally an accident. Uh-huh. Uh, I, uh, I did, you know, I did have one time when my daughter was born, we got, um, from somebody this really nice porcelain girl's piggy bank. It was like a pink piggy bank. It was beautiful. And we, it was in a box and we put it on the, in her closet, right? Cause she was a baby. She didn't have any money and still doesn't. And, um, and then we just sat there and then we were invited to like someone else had a baby or whatever. And my wife said, wait a minute, do we still have that piggy bank? And I said, I think so. So I went into the, I went into the closet and I got the piggy bank out and it was still in the box and it was beautifully, it looked beautiful. It was pink. I go, this is perfect. I start to wrap it. She goes, you have to put money in it. And I said, what? She goes, you have to put money in it. Right. Cause it's bad luck. Mm-hmm. So I go, fine. So I take it out of the box and when I lift it up to unscrew the bottom, I realized that they had hand painted my daughter's name on the bottom of the piggy bank. Oh my gosh. And I was like, how embarrassing would that have been if we didn't check? So I was like, oh, wait a minute. Can't re-gift this. That was almost horrible. It was almost a big mistake, but now luckily we, we had have... to get some white out and scratch in the new name. No, now the piggy bank sits, it's got a, it's got a uh, place of honor right above, right on, in her room. There's still no money. In Not it. in the closet so, still. No, no, yeah, now it's out there and uh, for all the world to see. Uh, eight five five seven six. Listen, we got to take a quick break, but Mary, this is our very merry Christmas episode of the Mark K Show. We'll get to impeachment. We'll get to the debate. There's only one thing you need to know from the debate, but it's really important. We'll get to that here in just a minute. Plus, since we didn't get to what the bleep yesterday. Because everyone was calling in about impeachment, we will do some what the bleep today instead. It's going to be a fun day. It's going to be a fun day. Uh, keep listening. It's the Mark K Show. More coming up on 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. 855-765-1045. That's our number, by the way. A lot of people say, why do you keep yelling out numbers? This is like Joe Joe 300020. <laughs> Text 30201 Joe. Uh, no, it's 855-765-1045. And that is, uh, that is, as we said before, our phone number is toll free anywhere in the country. So if you're watching online from somewhere else, um, you know, on Twitter or on, on the Facebook or Twitch, even wherever you are, you can uh, get in touch with us because we love to hear from people all over the place. 855-765-1045. Let's go to Stephen Middleburg. Steve, how are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K show. <laughs> How are you, Mark? I'm good, Steve. What's up, man? What do you want to say today? Well, first off, I want to tell you your show is very entertaining, and I enjoy it. Oh, well, I, I, pre- it, so. I, I appreciate that. The other thing I want to say is uh, just, uh, um, President Trump has been impeached by Congress, but and it's going to be rather entertaining to see the first president has been impeached by Congress be reelected in less than a year. Yeah. Or a year. That's one thing I want to say. The other thing I want to say is everything that this president has been through, all the harassment he's had with the Mueller report, and now this 
stuff that's been going on with this impeachment. This guy is doing the job for nothing. He, I mean, it's amazing he even wants to do the job. Yeah. You know, he has gotten absolutely no credit. I mean, every 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 time he turns around, some, they're against him in some way or another. It's just, it's just, you know, I just, it's mind-boggling. Well, you know what's interesting? Steve, no, I appreciate that, and we do appreciate you listening, too. Um, we appreciate everyone in Middleburg, because according to our last caller, everyone loves the show. Uh, but basically, the, the interesting thing about Donald Trump is he's done something that I don't remember any president ever doing before, and I think it's something that everybody needs to do, or at least politicians moving forward need to do. And I think a lot of them are, are going to start adopting this. But Donald Trump's rally early on became his fuel. You know, that's the thing. Everyone's and I say this before because I've been to so many of them. And the first time I went to the Donald Trump rally here at Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena, uh, I mean, it was like nothing else I'd ever experienced. Nothing like nothing in your life can prepare you for the energy and excitement and just the vigor of a Donald Trump rally. And Donald Trump also experiences that. And if you'll if you'll notice, anytime there's some major event that is negative or anytime the Democrats move to do something or anytime there's bad news or anytime something happens that Donald Trump wants to wants to, I guess, turn attention away from or change the narrative of, he holds a rally. And this impeachment was no different. He actually Usually he waits till like the next day. For example, when uh, when they started the impeachment, um, you know, but beforehand he went to Michigan like the next day. Same thing with Cincinnati when he was, you know, when he announced that he was a, he was coming to um, to Orlando to announce that he was running for president. There were like two negative things that happened the day before that. So that's what I and I think it was like it's therapy for him. You know, it's like, hey, how why like our last caller just said, why should I go on? I'm not getting paid. I'm donating my salary. These morons are attacking me in the media every single day. These idiots on Capitol Hill are just trying to get rid of me because they don't like me. Why should I do this job? And and he gets down. And like all of us, some of us, when we get down, what do you do? You call a friend. You know, you call someone to pick you up. You go hang out with your buddies. You go you say, I need to go fishing. Who's up? And then you guys go fishing and you hang out or you go to the bar and shoot some pool. You know, you do you get around people who are like minded, who understand and who are going to boost you. And Donald Trump does just that. He does it in the form of a twenty five thousand person rally, however. And I think it's good for everybody. And the rallies are Donald Trump's fuel. So when impeachment came out, came down on Wednesday night and when the Democrats were all in the House of Representatives and they were so excited to cast those impeachment votes, even though they couldn't show it because Nancy Pelosi glared at them, even though they they couldn't show their excitement because Nancy Pelosi gave them the evil eye and told them to cut it or they would be going to dinner without any or going to their rooms without any dinner. Even though all of that happened, Donald Trump said, I'm holding a rally because when this bad stuff goes on, when people are unappreciative, when I get attacked, I need to be surrounded by people I love, people who love me, people I support, people who support me. I need my, you know, basically like your squad. And Donald Trump's squad happens to be 25,000 deplorables in, a, in an arena at any given moment in any part of this particular part of the country. And that's something that no president has ever had. And that's why he's so successful. And that's why this year is going to be number one rally packed. There's going to be, I mean, I don't even know. I'm trying to get a schedule as soon as possible because we're going to try to make it to as many of these as we can. Like I said, we've also got the two conventions we have to attend. It's good. 2020 is going to be a year unlike any other. But if there's if there's anyone out there and they are running for president and they're facing the kind any kind of office and you're facing the kind of animosity and anger and outright, you know, just evil that Donald Trump has faced over his past three years. 
get your start throwing some rallies, man. Get some people in your corner and just energize each other. Cause that's how that's how you win. And win and win. Eight five five seven six five one oh four five. Quick break for news, traffic, weather, your phone calls and and like the one most important thing you need to remember or take away from this democratic debate. That's all coming up, so stay tuned. The Mark K show on one oh four point five WOKV, Jacksonville's news and talk. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045 is our number. Thanks so much for joining us. We, uh, we're going to get to the Democratic debate, but, man, there's so many people that have been waiting very patiently. The impeachment, I mean, it's a big topic, and, you know, we always say, this is your show, it's not mine, so whatever you guys want to talk about, we'll get to it. Uh, this is Hollywood in Ponte Vedra Beach. How you doing, Hollywood? Excellent, you, Mark. Hey, great. Uh, what's your dream? Well, we've got a conundrum and a riddle and an enigma going on. The guy just got 15 years for burning an LKGBSYZ flag, got 15 years for hate crime. But a guy burns an American flag and it's freedom of speech, so I, I'm not sure how to deal with that. But I really, really called about the impeachment. Okay. Um, so. I think from eighth grade civics, there's something in my head that says, what happens if a, a president is impeached, found guilty, and he's totally impeached? Um, is he eligible to run for president again? The reason I bring that up, um, they could drag this out to August. Yeah. McConnell calls the Senate together. They find him guilty. And they remove him from office in August. That makes his term, um, it, it revokes his term. So then he goes and runs for president, and he can do two more terms. That, well, that's actually, that's not accurate. What Basically what happens is, and this is a question that comes up a lot, uh, basically what happens is if Donald Trump were impeached and removed from office, or any president were impeached and removed from office and had only served one term, they could run again. However, they probably wouldn't because they wouldn't get their party's nomination. I mean, if there, if a Republican Senate removes Donald Trump, he's lost all confidence of his party. They're not going to they don't want him. They're not going to support him. He's not going to get the nomination because that's just not I mean, they're going to support somebody else. Um, if, however, it's the if it's, uh, however, the case that we have now where Donald Trump is impeached, but not removed from office, he can uh, run again. He will run again and he will win. Because he has the full support of his party, and you can see that because it was right down – every single Republican, as he said yesterday, every single Republican voted um, for Donald Trump and against impeachment. And that was – I mean, that's a huge deal. That's, that shows exactly that this is a partisan attack. When that happens, that is a, that is a warning flag to the rest of the Americans who are not uh, with Donald Trump that you have, you have no legitimate claim to impeachment. I mean, you have no every single Republican. So we got every single Republican voted for us. Whoa. Whoa. You know why Nixon resigned? And here's a great example. This is a great example. I did a video of this. Maybe I should repost it about the difference between Trump and Nixon. Nixon resigned because he committed the crime he was being accused of. He had the tapes. They were real. That happened. You know, and what 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 went on was the articles of impeachment were being uh, were being put together. And his party, Republicans, came to him and said, look. 
you're you're done. You you're gonna get impeached. We have no choice but to remove you from office. There's no way for us to explain this away or come to your rescue. And so Nixon realized that his only way to avoid uh, the only way to avoid impeachment and removal from office was to resign, which is exactly what he did. And and Ford became became the president. This is not the case in Donald Trump's position. Donald Trump did nothing wrong. There is no crime. There's nothing at all that has been proven. And the Democrats are only doing this because they are trying to save face. They are angry because they lost. They're angry because they backed Hillary Clinton. And they're angry that they're going to lose again because all they have are these seven idiots on stage from yesterday that nobody cares about, that nobody knows about, that nobody trusts, quite frankly. So that's why they impeached Donald Trump. And you know that because not a single Republican turned on him. Every Republican in the House of Representatives was like, this is BS and I'm not going to stand for it. And so so Donald Trump has no no problems whatsoever. He will skate through the acquittal. If the articles of impeachment never come to the Senate, then they'll just cancel it. It's not going to get to August. Mitch McConnell's going to say, you've got two days. And if you don't get them to me in two days, it's over. It's done with. We're moving on with our lives. 855-765-1045. Bobby in Cincinnati, Ohio. What's up, Bobby? How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, my question is, I, I, I watch all the all the stuff about this, and yep. I, this may be a weird theory, but Pelosi, she pretty much grenaded the, the Democrats in the House for getting reelected on most of them. She knows she's going to lose the House. What's the possibility of her trying to run this with the Senate and hold it to make the Senate look bad to try and win Senate seats? Because she already grenaded her party. I don't think the Senate looks bad at all. I mean, that, that's something I heard yesterday. People are like, look, if, if Mitch McConnell forces this through or cancels it, it's good, just going to make senators and the Republican senators look bad. I disagree with that. I don't see that at all. It's going to make Nancy Pelosi look stupid because they think about this, Bobby. They've been they've been wanting this for three years. They've been trying to do this in Nancy Pelosi's own words for two and a half ever since he was inaugurated. This is exactly what they've been hoping for every single day. They've been praying for it. This is what Maxine Waters has been working for every single day of her life. This is why Rashida Tlaib was elected. She was elected on a platform of let's go out and impeach the mother father. And so they can't, I mean, holding it up. Nobody's going to believe that they're not doing it for a political reason. If you're this close to your dream coming true, if you've impeached a president and you can send these things off to the Senate and you don't, then you've basically destroyed your whole case that this is something that needs to happen. Um, so, so, and this whole, this whole story that they're putting forth about how they're crying and whining that they don't believe that he's going to get a fair trial in the Senate. Well, guess what? He didn't get a fair trial in the House of Representatives either. So tit for tat, Pelosi. Uh, Linda from Arlington, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, I w- just wanted to report that I've called Nancy Pelosi and Al Lawson and asked them why did they want to impeach a president that wants to make America great? Yeah. And what are they doing in Congress if they don't want to make America great? Yeah, what are, well, that's a great question. What is Al Lawson even doing? If you know anybody, anyone who lives in Al Lawson's district, let me know what Al Lawson is doing for you. Let me know. Al Lawson got up and he had his like 30 seconds or whatever because he's really, let's face it, when, in the grand scheme of things, Al Lawson is not high up in the hierarchy of powerful Democrats. 
Uh, here's what he said at the impeachment hearing. By trying to get dirt on Joe Biden and his, and his uh, son uh, by withholding dollars that Congress appropriated uh, for Ukraine. Yeah, yeah that, that's what he's. First of all, he mispronounced three of the words in that one sentence. Second of all, he goes on to talk about the Constitution and how Donald Trump is a threat. to Donald, Al Lawson wouldn't know the Constitution if you deep fried it and put it on a plate. Because he has no clue what he's talking about. None of these Democrats do. That any Democrat, Al Lawson, Nancy Pelosi, any of them, who stands up, Swalwell, who stands up and says Donald Trump has has it, it, it has put you know um, it, it has basically ripped up the Constitution, has shredded the Constitution, is walking all over, is spitting on the Constitution. They've never read the document. They have no idea what it says. And if they did. If they, you know, ignorance is bliss. If they did, they would get a rude awakening. They might actually realize, oh, my God, wait, what? All this stuff that we say we can do, we can't actually do? Oh, my God. Don't tell anybody. Don't let anyone else read this thing. This is horrible. Hey, Bill in Brunswick. How you doing, Bill? Hi, Mark. How are you? Hey, good. What do you want to say? Uh, first, Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas to you. Secondly, I have a pop quiz for you. Okay. Oh, let me. I love quizzes. What is our form of government? Republic. Thank you. Maybe you're right on the money. Oh, yeah. Well, that was, how, that was an easy one. How, well, <laughs> I was listening to Brian Kilmeade with Mary Walters this morning, and she had some Democrat guy on. He referred to this as a democracy at least 15 or 20 times. Yeah. So my question is, why are the Democrats so ill-educated about what kind of a government they are functioning in? And is it whose fault is it? And if it's the schools, is there something that we can do about it? What are your thoughts on that? I don't I mean, look, this is something that goes on a lot. I mean, it, it's right there in the I mean, if you if you look at the uh, the um, uh, what do you call it? the Pledge of Allegiance, it's right there. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. Really, you can only blame parents. I mean, if, if you're if your kid goes to school and learns civics or if your kids come home with a book, you know, and they're like, oh, look, I got this comic book and it teaches me all about American history and you don't read it first, then you don't know what they're learning or not learning. If they're watching TV or if they're on YouTube listening to these idiots on YouTube who think that they they know what they're talking about, but really they don't because all they do is make prank videos and put Mentos into Diet Coke bottles and and turn that into cash. I mean, God bless them. For doing that, I'm all about. If I could make a million dollars putting Mentos into Coke bottles, you'd be listening to Brian Kilmeade right now. But I haven't figured out a way to do that. So in the meantime, you've got to make sure that, yeah, let your kids watch. Let them learn. Let them go to school. Let the teachers teach them. But no, trust yet verify. Ronald Reagan said that, and he was right. And it goes for your child's education. I ask my kid every day, what did you learn in school today? And he goes, well, in math, we did this, and I kind of check out. Then he goes, and in science, we did this, and I kind of check out. And he goes, and in social studies and civics, and then I perk up. And I go, tell me everything that you learned. And I verify the information. And if it's inaccurate, then I let him know. And if he ever came home and said to me, did you know that we live in a democracy? I would say false. I would call the uh, principal. I would call his teacher. And then I would start looking at new schools. Because that is that is number one, uh, the biggest problem. Now, why do people mess it up? It's a democratic republic. Like, yes, the people choose the representatives who then go and choose the laws. And, and I think, you know, they it's it's a democratic form of choosing a Republican leader. It's really it's a little diff difficult for people who are above, you know, 
or I guess below the sixth grade to understand, but everyone else who actually votes should have a grasp of it. 855-765-1045. Listen, we got to take a quick break. We got some more phone calls, more open mics, and I promise we'll get to the Democratic debate here in just a minute. Stay tuned to the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Show. My name is Mark K. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. We've got to send some more people. Everyone, I love that everyone's uh, excited. You know what it is? I think they they know it's our last day of the year and that they're not going to be able to call in and get on the air till uh, with us until January 2nd when we come back live. So let's get back to Jim in Mandarin. Hi, Jim. How are you? Hey, good morning, Mark, and Merry Christmas to your entire staff and your entire audience. Well, Jim, I appreciate that, and always a pleasure to talk to you, and thanks for all your great insights this year, both on the air and online. Well, I, pre- I appreciate the option and the opportunity. <laughs> uh, listen, Mark, I've got two ifs, and uh, as you were stating uh, earlier, um, impeachment, it's usually quantifiable by actions, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Actually, proofed items. Um and so I'm going to throw two if questions out there regarding high crimes and misdemeanors and obstruction of justice. Okay. So here, here's the first if question. If the Trump election team, transition team, or administration had uh, perhaps maybe destroyed 30,000 emails or destroyed some government handheld devices or hard drives, those would probably be actions that could be impeachable, right? You mean similar to what Hillary Clinton did? Oh, well, I'm just saying it was oh, okay. a close election. I'm just putting the, the the shoe on the other foot. Here. No, I got it. Yeah, okay, I got it. All right, yeah, okay. that, I would say that would probably qualify. Right, okay. So, and then the second if question is, because the election was so close, if Hillary had been elected, and it was a majority House and Senate Republicans for the first two years, would the Republicans have impeached Hillary? Hmm. You know, there that's a lot of ifs, and there's so many things that happened since then that make it almost impossible to uh, to determine. I would say no, because had Hillary won the election, Paul Ryan would still have been the Speaker of the House. And I don't know that he was a strong enough speaker until, you know, to hold on to that majority. So they would have only had the first two years anyway, I believe. I just don't think that they would. I mean, if they lost the presidential election, that would have shown that there was no strength at all in the party. And probably they'd be in a much worse place than they are right now. Also, Paul Ryan had zero backbone, didn't even want to be the House Speaker and didn't want to spend as any more time than he had to on it. So clearly he wouldn't upend his entire life and the lives of the rest of his family and his constituents and the other Republicans that he represented in the House of Representatives with a long and lengthy impeachment trial. Now, the flip side is the Democrats live for that crap because they're all about FaceTime. They're all about getting their committees on television as much as possible. That's why that's why Jerry Nadler. That's why Jerry Nadler had to actually dismiss. You know, he had to hit the hamp gavel at closed at 1114 p.m. because all the cameras had already gone home and people were already sleeping. Nobody was watching live. 
So he's like, well, screw this. We're going to, you know what we're going to do? I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to talk to Doug Collins. I'm not going to talk to anyone else. I'm not going to, I'm not going to clear this with anyone else's schedules. People who have to travel and have train tickets and plane tickets and people who have actual work that they need to do tomorrow. I'm just going to gavel this meeting closed and we're going to adjourn until 10 o'clock tomorrow when we can get back on CNN live. Cause that's what the people want to see. They want to see me, Jerry Jabba the Hutt Nadler live on TV. And so that's what they did. The, the, the Republicans, most of them aren't like that. Paul Ryan definitely wasn't like that. So I think they would have just gone through their two years. I think they would have I think they would have tried to battle back against Hillary Clinton as much as possible. But I don't think they would have been successful. And I'm pretty sure no matter who won the last election, I'm pretty sure that Nancy Pelosi would have come back to power anyway, because I just don't see the strength in the rest of the party, as you see in Donald Trump. And again, when we talked about the energy from the rallies, that energy comes forth from the presidency. Mitch McConnell, he's been there forever. He's never been this vocal and tough. And he's never stood up to Pelosi and the Democrats as much as he's standing up right now. Why? Because he's got Donald Trump puffing him up. I mean, when you've got Donald Trump standing behind you, you are a lot tougher than you really are. Hey, thanks so much for calling me. Really a great, 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 uh, great question, Jim. John in Nashville. How you doing, John? Good, Mark. How about you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, man. Thanks so much for listening. What do you want to say, John? Well, this is what I want to say. Yeah. You know, one thing that our president has done for us people is he's exposed just how corrupt it is in D.C. Yeah. I didn't realize it until he got in office. But let me say this. Yeah. And I'm gonna let you. And I'm gonna let you go. If nobody's figured out why Pelosi's sitting on this impeachment right now, I'll tell you why. Okay. This is my opinion. All right. And it's because of this. They know if they send it on over to the Senate, it's going nowhere. It's going to get dumped. They figure if they can sit on it and use it as a campaign ploy, then what they can do is bring out, well, we've impeached the president. They can keep bringing up impeachment. Whereas if it goes to the Senate and the Senate votes on it, it's going nowhere. So I think that, I think she's going to hold it just as long as she possibly can because they know it's – They everybody – in this country knows it's a ruse. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Hey, that's a, that's an interesting. I've heard that one too. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. All right, we're going to get into the Democratic debate here. We've got what the bleep next hour too. It's the last hour of the Mark K Show 2019, and it starts right after traffic, weather, and news on one zero four point five WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between ten and twelve. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark. Show. This is the Mark K Show. The Democrats in D.C. are completely educated in what the Constitution says and what they're allowed to do. They just rely on the ignorance of their their voters to to not know the truth. Yeah, I guess I, I mean I guess you're right. Maybe it is that they know the Constitution inside and out, and that's why they're able to uh, to to skirt it so well. Because you have to know you have to know all the loopholes. You know, that's like the people that really study the tax code. They're the ones that can get around it. So maybe that's maybe they uh, maybe the biggest and most um, most you know learned scholars of the Constitution are Democrats. 
Wouldn't that be ironic? 855-765-1045. All right. So last night, you may have missed it. There was yet another Democratic debate, but it was much smaller. There were way fewer minorities, and it was, I think, less watched than any other of the Democratic debates that we've had so far. In fact, with all the impeachment hubbub, I really think the Democrats did themselves a disservice because people were still watching old impeachment clips and talking about the impeachment and watching the talking heads and Donald Trump's Twitter feed, and nobody was really focused in on who's going to be the Democratic presidential candidate. But yet there you had Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg, and you had you had Jerry Yang, who called himself the only person left on the stage of color, which was totally a dig at Elizabeth Warren. And Biden was there, too. And Bernie, they were all the usual. Somehow Amy Klobuchar snuck up on stage. And that's basically uh, that's basically the gist of it. There's really nothing at all exciting different or new that happened that you need to know about. But there is something I would like to caution you about. They all got into a debate about something which I thought was odd. They all started debating something which I thought was bizarre. And they all took a lot of pride in something that I think no presidential candidate should ever, ever, ever be proud of. And that was how poor they are. In fact, they were all just trying to beat each other to the poor punch. Each and every one of them was trying to outpour the other one to to the Democratic candidates on stage being poor, not having enough money, hanging out with poor people, not accepting big donations from wealthy individuals who have been able to you know, become financially free and, and, and create economically sound environments for themselves and their families and their and their businesses. That's bad. Money is bad. Rich people are bad. Poor people, that's where it's at. And you don't just want to hang out with poor people, but you want to be supported by poor people and you want to be poor yourself. And this this was the one thing from the debate that we all need to be cautious of. It started with Elizabeth Warren going after Pete Buttigieg about one of his recent fundraisers. The mayor just recently had a fundraiser that was held in a wine cave full of crystals and served $900 a bottle wine. Now, she's saying this like it's a bad thing, but I'm going to ask you, that sounds freaking awesome. I would love to go hang out in a wine cave with crystals and drink $900 a bottle wine. That sounds amazing. But to Elizabeth Warren and to the rest of the Democrats, that's a bad thing. Because in order to be a good Democrat, a good socialist, you have to be poor. You have to be poor. So Pete Buttigieg comes right back and points out something very interesting about Elizabeth Warren. Senator, your net worth is 100 times mine. Oh, right. Elizabeth Warren's a millionaire. $900 bottles of wine are nothing to her. She probably has $900 in her in her teepee right now. And then it and, and it just continued. They started going back and forth, back and forth. Elizabeth Warren saying, look, we are not going to let rich people decide the election. We made the decision many years ago that rich people in smoke filled rooms would not pick the next president of the United States. And to that to that, Pete Buttigieg pointed out, according to Forrest magazine, I am the literally the only person on this stage who's not a millionaire or a billionaire. So Pete Buttigieg is saying, hey, everybody, I would just like to point out I am the poorest person here. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not a billionaire. Elizabeth Warren is saying we're not going to let millionaires or billionaires choose our next president when really that's all you have standing on stage right now choosing who's going to be 
the next president. But it didn't stop there, because when you're talking about being poor and being supported by poor people, no one is going to be poorer than Bernie Sanders. And he he chimes in and says, look, not only am I the only person that doesn't have any billionaire donors, but my donors are like the poorest people in the world. Averaging eighteen dollars a piece. Every single every donation I get averages eighteen dollars. I have lots of $18. That's it. That's the average. And I'm proud of that. And Joe Biden, of course, needed to chime in as well because he was getting attacked. The average contribution is $43, number one. Let me, for those of you that don't speak mushmouth, what he said was my average contribution is $43. So you've got Buttigieg saying I'm the poorest person on stage. You've got Elizabeth Warren accusing everybody of being rich and hanging out with billionaires and drinking $900 bottles of wine in wine caves. You've got Joe Biden saying my average donation is $43. And then you've got Bernie Sanders saying $18. The people that donate to my campaign, they can't even afford the minimum allowed or the maximum allowed donation of 2800 But they give me $18 and we're happy to have it because rich is bad. And this is this is 100% in contrast to Donald Trump and 100% in contrast to Donald Trump's message and the message of the Republican Party. Because, listen, I'm going to I'll tell you like it is. You don't want to hang out with poor people. You don't become rich by hanging out with poor people. You ask any motivational speaker. You ask any self-help book author. You ask anybody. The way you become rich is by hanging out with rich people. The way you become rich is by learning from rich people, being mentored by rich people. Dump your loser friends. If people are poor, they are holding you down. You need to hang out with the people you want to be more like with you because you are what? You've all heard this. You're the product of the five people you spend the most time with. I'm going to be honest with you. I would like to spend time with the people in the wine caves with the crystals and the $900 bottles of wine. I would like to be hanging out with the billionaires and the millionaires and the people who can afford the minimum donation of $2,800. I don't want to be hanging out with the people who can only shell out $18 for the person they think should beat Donald Trump. How are you going to beat Donald Trump with $18? You're not. And you're going to drag the country down with it. Donald Trump knows that. Donald, remember when Donald Trump was in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and he was at a rally and he said, I ran into a guy, a rich guy, a really rich guy, like a billion, one of the richest guys I know. And Donald Trump knows a lot of rich guys. And he said, I, this guy doesn't like me. I didn't like him. And, you know, we just we're basically frenemies. He never liked me, by the way. Yeah. And I, what basically what he said was, I looked at this guy and I told him, I know you hate me. But you are going to vote for me because you're a rich guy. And if you don't support me, you're going to be so damn poor. You're not going to believe it. And that was five months ago. Donald Trump said that. And he was right. He was right because you have seven people on stage right now debating who is the poorest and vying for the actual title of poorest Democratic candidate. And folks, if the poorest Democratic candidate becomes the president of the United States, then they are going to work every single day to make this country the poorest that they can possibly make it. 855-765-1045. I don't know about you. But on election day, I'd rather be hanging out in a wine cave with Republicans drinking $900 bottles of wine. But that's just me. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We got some more of your phone calls coming up. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. 
Hey, Mark, Josh, Hannah, and Scott, and all the listeners, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Looking forward to next year. Man, me too. I am so stoked for 2020. I'm already I'm already starting to uh, make my travel plans. We're going to be, I mean, listen, if you don't follow us on social media, uh, by all means, the show continues all the time, and it's 24-7. If you go on our Facebook page, there's video clips that we post throughout the day. We post some of our hate mail and some of our fan mail, if we ever got that. Um, there's there's behind-the-scenes stuff. Instagram, we're always cutting it up on Instagram, and, uh, and, and it's just, you know, a lot of fun. So definitely try to check us out on all of those uh, platforms. And, you know, and like I said, in 2020, it's going to be, it's going to be a year like we've never i mean i can't remember the last time there was a year as politically important to this country as 2020 will be probably it was 2016 but this even more so with everything that's been jam-packed into the last three years this uh this is even more important um uh, by by me by all by all means and we're going to be listen we're going to be on the front lines of all of it you know, all all the you people that watch us on Facebook every day and on Twitch, all you know, our audience on on Instagram and on and on Twitter, everybody who listens on on uh, News one hundred four or one hundred four point five WOKV because it's no longer it's just one oh anyway. Uh, if you if you stream us because if you download our mobile app, you can stream us anywhere. All of you vote. We're going to bring it to you all year long, and it's going to be our best year yet because, like I said, we've got two conventions. We've got the State of the Union. I really – I'll be honest with you. Somebody called in yesterday and gave me a great idea. Most of the great ideas for this show don't come from me. They come from you guys, and then I just claim them as my own. Um, but basically, what somebody called up yesterday and said, man, can you imagine the State of the Union? The State of the Union address this year is going to be awesome because there's no telling where we're going to be with impeachment. Nancy Pelosi still may be hugging on to the articles of impeachment. And if she is, if the State of the Union rolls around, what date is the State of the Union? Did we ever figure it out? Unannounced. It's unannounced. All yeah, right. It's sometime between January 1st and February 29th. Yeah, something like that. So somewhere in the first two months. So it's usually around the 20th or the 21st. But if the State of the Union, when that and when that happens, if the articles of impeachment are not yet passed on to the Senate, then, I mean, think about it. Donald Trump. I imagine he will turn around because Nancy Pelosi is going to be sitting right behind him. He's going to turn around and call her out live in front of both chambers and the entire world. It's going to be one of the biggest shows. You remember last time they wanted to call off the State of the Union because of the government shutdown. And Nancy Pelosi was like, look, it's her job to invite Donald. And this is the whole thing. This is all the formality of it. It's the speaker's job to invite the president to give the State of the Union address. And Nancy Pelosi sent a letter to Donald Trump saying, I'm not inviting. I'm not inviting you to do the State of the Union. We're not going to do it. Because I'm going to be honest with you, uh, what's happening is there's a government shutdown and you're being uncooperative. And until the government's open back up, we shouldn't even have it. And Donald Trump was threatening to do his own. He was like, screw it. I could have a rally with more people. I can get my own State of the Union anytime I want. And in the end, it happened. And now what's going to happen again? You're probably going to see some shenanigans like that again. I would imagine that if 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 Donald Trump has been impeached by the House and if she has not yet passed these articles to the Senate, I could imagine Nancy Pelosi pulling this kind of crowd again and not inviting Donald Trump to give his State of the Union address. So it's going to it's going to like I said, everything this year is going to be so tense. It's going to be so dramatic. It's going to be so awkward. It's going to be so awesome. And we will be there for you the entire time. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Roger in Arlington. What's up, Roger? How are you? Hey, how you doing, Mark? Oh, good, man. What do you want to say, sir? 
I got a scenario on why Nancy's holding back on the articles of impeachment. Okay. I believe with all the rhinos in the Republican Party, I believe she's waiting to see if she can entice them to vote against, uh, vote for the impeachment. Yeah, she can't. There's, there's enough rhinos. There's not that there's many. Rhinos. There's not that many in the Senate. There's uh, people think I mean, that. The people think that the rhinos are a threat. There's there's maybe like four that are actually man enough to do anything or woman enough to okay. do anything. But well, okay. they need they need 20. I mean, and that's half. That's half the Senate. Plus, think about this. You've got Donald Trump flipping Democrats to the Republican Party. You had a representative just days before the impeachment. Van wasn't it Van uh, Van Dorn Van Jeff Van Drew Van Drew thank you Jeff Van Drew two days before impeachment says not only am I not voting to impeach Donald Trump I'm switching my party affiliation from Democrat to Republican and pledging full support for Donald Trump this is a dude from New Jersey which should just they should call it New Blurzy because it's so blue. I mean, that's the kind of thing that's happening. There's not 20 Republicans who want to destroy their political careers so quickly that they would ever work with somebody like Nancy Pelosi. Because if you work with Nancy Pelosi in anything, you're not you're not a Republican. You're not even a rhino. You're just you're just you're just I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't think I could utter the word on the radio as to what any Republican who works with Nancy Pelosi to oust the president would actually be. But I just don't think it's going to happen. Also, if that were to happen, then Nancy Pelosi would send the articles over right away and get it done quickly um, so that Donald Trump would be out. 855-765-1045. This is Dan in Atlantic Beach. What's up, Dan? How are you? Hey, Mark. I'm good. How you doing, buddy? Awesome, man. What do you want to say today, sir? Okay, so this is like an opinion. I'm not sure if it's based entirely on fact, but I want to hear me out here. Sure. So I don't think Trump's been impeached technically because the articles haven't been sent to the Senate. So if a prosecutor wants to charge me with a crime on paper but never files it with the courts, am I charged with a crime? Yes, you are. And yeah, I mean, you, look, he's been impeached. It's happened. It's you know, there's articles of impeachment and they've both been passed. But the impeachment and it's a good it's a good question that you bring up. The impeachment is like, it's like the grand jury. You know, before they can take you to trial, they need to go to a grand jury and say, is this person guilty? And they say, yep, they're guilty. Or, yes, there's enough evidence that proves this person's guilty. So if you're if you're indicted by a grand jury, that's impeachment. Then it's up to the prosecutor uh, to to prove the case in the court. The Senate is the court. The Senate is the court. The Republicans are are the the defense attorney. The Democrats in the House send their representatives, their managers to be the prosecutors. And John Roberts sits there as the chief justice of the United States. And he's the judge. But he's been indicted. He's been impeached. The the trial starts now or really Sometime <laughs> we may never start. If look, if she doesn't send these articles, Mitch McConnell's just call the whole thing off. And then what? Then what are you going to do? We're in uncharted territory here, much like we have been since Donald Trump got elected. Uh, great question, Dan. Thanks for calling. 855-765-1045. Quick break. Uh, more of the Marque Show on the way. Stay tuned. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marque Show. This is the Marque Show. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. James in Jacksonville. Hi, James. Good morning. Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? 
Hey, how you doing, Mark? Oh, I'm good, man. What did you want to say, sir? Uh, well, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to. I'm sorry, Mark. I wanted to uh, talk about uh, Democrats, man. They, uh, you know, they just full of dirty tricks, man. Mm. And uh, the, the 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 you got uh, what that last caller was talking about. You got one of the uh, the lawyers from that was. Uh, uh, up, up against uh, testifying against Trump, saying that unless Nancy Pelosi delivers the uh, articles and impeachment to the Senate, then he has not been impeached. The, 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 the lawyer from Harvard is saying this in an article in Bloomberg now. So uh, Nancy Pelosi is just a dirty trickster, and she's getting away with it. The, what she's getting away with is because, first of all, the, the, the Senate Republicans need to fight. Yeah. If any Republican think they have a chance of a political career by not supporting Donald Trump. I'm talking about Scott Rubio. Where are you? Come on. I need your full throat of support of the president. I need to, the, the, you, I need to, the House Republicans did an excellent job. Oh, it's yeah. These little, it's these weak little U, U.S. senators that's coming out. Mitch McConnell, he's coming out talking. No, you need to all get up in a press conference together and say, you got till. Uh, January 5th or 7th to deliver these art, uh, to these article impeachment to the Senate. If you don't, we dropping the whole case and everything is null and void. You need, you need to grow a backbone. Okay. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi is doing what she's doing because she's being enabled. First of all, we don't have a press. We don't have a media to hold her accountable. And Republicans need to stand strong and stand up against her. You can't just let her come in and, uh, and, and act like she's the biggest, baddest person in town. Yeah. No, you need to stand up to her and let her know, hey, you just the house, uh, uh, you, you just the leader of the house. You have no say so of what goes on in the Senate. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm tired of this, Mark. Man, it's just like, and, and for this, and for these Democrats out here. Yeah. Guess what? Nobody wants to be poor, man. Okay. We want good jobs. We want to send our kids to school, good schools. Yeah. We don't want to be poor. Okay, so I don't know who they think they're talking to. That's another reason why I say African Americans are not. I don't know if they think they're talking to us. We don't. We, we don't want handouts. Yeah. We don't want welfare. We don't want to live in the projects. We want to live in nice houses. We want good jobs. Okay. So this, I'm I'm poorer than you. I'm like, who are you? Who are you talking to? Nobody wants to be poor. James, you excellent points again, as always, and I appreciate you calling in. Yeah, and and that's exactly my that's exactly my point. You don't want somebody who's who's poor to run the country. You want somebody who knows how to turn things around, how to boost the economy, how to create jobs. Somebody who's going to come in and say, "Hey, we need to be the richest country in the world because when we are, we all succeed." And the Democrats, they don't actually want that. They want this to be the poorest country in the world because then they can exert more power and say, "Look, you're poor. You don't have any money. We're going to give you free everything, and all you have to do is." basically turn around and give us all of your rights that's what they're trying to do they're trying to explain that they are poor that they don't have money that they hate rich people because they want you to feel better about being poor and then when they give you everything they can take what you have left which is your freedom but great point as far as far as the senate they haven't i know that you're i know that we want these like senate firebrands to come out and these these bulldogs to come out and you know just start screaming and yelling and the the thing with the senate is they haven't had to do that yet because it's all been in the House of Representatives. And the reason you had Matt Gates, and the reason you had, um, you know, uh, the other one, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from um, Collins. Yeah, Collins. And, um, you know, all of these guys come out and just say, hey, he, we're holding tough. We are standing firm, is because they were the minority. 
You know, it's it's like the scene in Gladiator when Maximus gets out there and he tells all the little gladiators, hey, let's huddle together and put our shields together. And then maybe when we get hit by the chariot, it'll flip over and we'll actually win this thing. That's what they're doing. They had to huddle together in the Senate. They're, they have the leadership. They have the the majority. They call the shots. So you, I, Mitch McConnell, I think, has done a fantastic job so far. He came forward and he said, Nancy, you got to send this stuff over to us. If you don't, I'm going to cancel it. We're not going to wait forever. He said, we've got time, but we're not waiting for you. You've got a job to do. You've got an obligation from the cons. I've been reading through this Bloomberg article about whether or not the impeachment actually happens uh, until these things are sent over to the Senate. And that's kind of a gray area, too. That's all based on interpretation of the Constitution. But when it does get to the Senate, you've got you've got good people in there. I mean, you've got Lindsey Graham in there who, sure, he's a little kooky and very southern, but he's going to make things happen. You've got Ted Cruz. I don't know if you've ever seen Ted Cruz cross-examine somebody in a in a judiciary committee meeting, but that dude is scary. And that dude is smart. And that dude knows how to take a point and twist it and turn it and get people to realize the truth. You know, whatever you may think about him as a person, he's a he's a very well-schooled and talented senator and lawyer. And he knows what he's doing. Ben Sass, another great guy. Chuck Grassley, Mike Lee, there are people, even John Cornyn, even John Kennedy from Louisiana. Forget about it. You want to see a show? You want to see some anger? You want to see some backbone? You want to see a, a Republican slugfest? Wait till John Kennedy from Louisiana gets uh, sinks his teeth into these articles of impeachment. That's when you're going to get a show. They just haven't. They're there. They're just waiting very patiently until it's their time to shine. Uh, but but again, James, thanks so much for calling. Thanks so much for all you do. 855-765-1045. This is uh, Joel in Callahan. Hi, Joel. How are you? Hey, Mark. I was, just like the last couple callers have mentioned about this Bloomberg article. Yeah. I mean, you're saying it's a gray area, but right now their star witness, their self-acclaimed expert is stating this basically as fact. And I'm, I would really love to see Trump kind of tweet this thing out and challenge the Democrats on it. Yeah. Because we know Trump loves to twist the media to his own advantage and that he plays them like a fiddle all the time. Yeah. Well, look, and if it, you know, if, if it's true, then they, she's got it. She won't be able to claim impeachment until she actually sends these things to the Senate. If that's true and if her own, if her own Harvard constitutional scholar is saying it, then they really have no choice but to send these things out. However, they're gone. They're, so nothing's going to happen. They're out. She's she's gone back to San Francisco. Nadler's gone back to to Tatooine. Uh, Schiff has gone back to California. They're all you know, they're all back to wherever they came from and they won't be back till the new year. So nothing will happen until the new year. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Brian at the beaches. Hi, Brian. How are you? Good. Thanks, uh, Mark. Hey, got a, an idea here. What if um, Trump came out, like you said, at the State of the Union, he was wearing a hat and it said, make. Congress great again. 2020. I would, I would totally buy one. <laughs> I would buy two. Hey, thank, <laughs> thanks so much for calling me. Make Congress great again. I love it. That's a genius idea. That's a genius. Get the tailor on the phone. The other Josh. We're gonna uh, see if we can start. Uh, we're gonna see if we can 
They need to trademark that. Oh, listen, a uh, quick break. When we get back, we are going to play What the Bleep because we didn't have time to do it yesterday and we want to do it one more time before we leave on our Christmas vacation. So if you would like to win a Mark K. Show prize pack, we have some brand new Mark K. Show shirts, extra large, double extra large. We got them in the right in real people sizes. Then uh, call right now, 855-765-1045. Two contestants, two contestants. Just tell us what the bleep, and if you can identify more bleeps correctly, you win. 855-765-1045. If you've never heard this game, keep listening, because it's amazing. This is the Mark K Show. We'll be right back on 104.5 WOKV. Hey, Mark K, I have a screen print shop in St. Augustine, and I'm going to make you that hat. Make Congress great again. I'll send it to the studio. Oh, my God, I love it. I love that. So thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Uh, by the way, we accept all kinds of gifts, too, not just hats. Anything you want to send to the studio. Edibles, great. Uh, Cash Works, 11700 Central Parkway here in Jacksonville. Does she need to know what size to make the hat? How big is your head right now? It's pretty big. Okay. It's pretty big. I would okay, say, so big. I would say the largest, size? the largest potential hat you have. Uh, 855-765-1045. All right, before we get out of here, it's time to do uh, one of our favorite things ever, and that is called What the Bleep. And if you've never heard it before, what we do is we take clips from the news over the past week. We bleep out one word. We play it on the air, and then our contestants have to guess what the bleep. If they get it correct, they get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins a Mark K Show prize pack. And we've got Sieber on the line. Hi, Sieber. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Mark. Oh, great. Sieber, you ready to play some What the Bleep? Yeah. All right, good. You're going to be playing against Greg in Jacksonville. Hi, Greg. What's up? Oh, not much. Just waiting to play. Sweet. All right, good. Well, then, you know what? Let's just, we might as well do this thing. Uh, Seaber, we're going to start with you today. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you the clip. You just tell me what the bleep, okay? All right. All right. This is President Donald Trump speaking at his rally in Michigan on Wednesday. Listen carefully and tell me what the bleep. So the House Democrats are surrendering their majority, their dignity, their reputations. They look like a bunch of f- what? <laughs> I love this game. Seaver, what uh, what the bleep, buddy? Oh, Lord, I can say a lot of things. Uh, they look like a bunch of idiots. What, what was that word? Idiots. Idiots. Oh, thank God. You crapped out on slow. Here we go. Let's let you go and see what he said. So the House Democrats are surrendering their majority, their dignity, their reputations. They look like a bunch of fools. Oh, fools is what it was. Fool, that was a close one. That's all right. Greg, you ready for your first one? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. This is Representative Claiborne speaking in the House uh, during the impeachment uh, debate. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. We have a president who seems to believe he is a or above the law. What do you think? Uh, what do you think uh, there, uh, Greg? Oh, I think he says he's uh, all above the law. Uh, th- believes he's all above the law. Yeah. So all is the word you think was believed. All right, let's take a listen. We have a president who seems to believe he is a king. Oh, a king. Or oh, above yeah. the law. Yeah. A king. That was a tough one. That's okay, though. That's okay. They get easier uh, as we get along. Sieber, back to you. Are you ready? Ready. Here we go. This is Pete Buttigieg at last night's Democratic debate. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. If I pledge never to be in the company of a progressive Democratic, I couldn't be up here. <laughs> what, what the bleep, Sieber? Donor. Donor. All right, let's take a listen. If I pledge never to be in the company of a progressive Democratic donor, oh, I couldn't yeah, yeah. be up here. He had me up there. Oh, that's a good one, Sieber. Nice job. You're on the board with a point. All right, Greg, you ready for your big comeback? 
Yes, sir. All right, this is Matt Gates uh, speaking at the impeachment debate on Wednesday. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. And so with no crime, no victim, no evidence, no proof, no agenda for America, this impeachment sh marches on. <laughs> <laughs> what what the, what the bleep, Greg? Still marches on. Still marches on. Let's take a look. And so, with no crime, no victim, no evidence, no proof, no agenda for America, this impeachment charade oh. marches on. Charade, yeah, charade. Uh, it was. Uh, thank God, it was charade. All right, that's okay. Sieber, back to you. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. This is Representative McCarthy, I believe, again at the impeachment. I think they're all from the impeachment. Here, listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Will we let impeachment become an exercise of raw political power, regardless if it damages our... <laughs> uh, what the bleep? Uh, Constitution. Constitution. Oh, let's see. Regardless if it damages our country. Oh, country. That was the wrong C word. That was so close. That was, it was either constitution or country. Uh, that's okay. Listen up, Greg. We got one more. And you're losing right now one nothing. So if you get this right, if you correctly identify this bleep, we'll be deadlocked at one each and we'll both uh, we'll give you both Marque Show t-shirts. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Listen very carefully. This is uh, Representative McGovern. At the impeachment hearings on Wednesday, listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. The president withheld congressionally approved military aid to Ukraine, a country under siege, not to fight corruption, but to extract a personal political. F <laughs> what what the, what the bleep, Greg? Oh, vendetta. Not to fight corruption, but to extract a personal Political favor. Favor was uh, what we were looking Sieber. for, which means Sieber, congratulations, with a whopping score of one nothing. You win, buddy. Congratulations. Hey, thanks. I'll take it. No, you were so well. You are our, you're our last winner of 2019. Hey, uh, everybody, listen, have a great holiday. Have a great Christmas. Happy New Year. We And get some rest, because 2020, it's going to be crazy. Uh, but we'll be here every step of the way on 104.5 WOKV, Jack. Jacksonville's News and Talk. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.